Well, good morning, everybody. Turn to somebody right now and say, I'm going to go down swinging. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to go down swinging. So this phrase was made popular back in the day uh, with some boxers. I am not a fighter, by the way, so I wouldn't know anything about this phrase. Actually, I wouldn't know a lot because the reason why it got so popular was because when people would get beat up and they were getting ready to go down, you would hear people say, well, at least they went down swinging, right? They had a little bit, you know, they were able to save a little bit of their reputation because at least when they went down, they went down swinging. I was reminded of this as I was watching Wimbledon. Do we have any tennis fans out there? Any tennis fans? I'm the only one. This is starting off really bad today. Okay. Well, I love tennis. Now, listen, there's a reason I love tennis. Real quick backstory. Uh, my wife, uh, Kristen, who's the most beautiful, awesome girl in the whole entire world. Um, tennis played a huge part in our relationship. In fact, it's the very reason we are together right now. Um, there was this girl, and uh, one of our second times uh, getting together after I kind of reacquainted myself with her, uh, as we went and played tennis, and I actually uh, beat her. She will say that she beat me, and I'll say I let her win, and we'll go back and forth forever. But that doesn't really matter. The, the point is that tennis brought us to that point, and then she kept calling me when I was at school. We were long distance. She was in Appalachian. I was I was down in Florida, and she kept calling me. We were emailing. I was talking about her all the time, and the guy I was rooming with, Sean, was like, dude, why don't you just why don't you just ask this girl out? Why don't you just tell this girl how you feel? And I'm like, I'm not telling this girl how I feel. Like, She's going to tell me how she feels first, and I'm going to tell her just to make sure she feels the same way I feel, right? You know how that is. You don't want to be the first one to like throw it out there, and then it gets thrown right back at you. And so he said, how about we go out and we play a tennis game? We had been practicing tennis because I knew when I came back, I really wanted to beat her for real the next time. And so we've been practicing tennis so much. And he said, how about this, man? We'll go out and we'll play tennis. No rules. As long as you get the ball over the net, it can bounce as many times. You just can't hit the ball in the net. And whoever wins, that's going to be the deciding factor. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if I beat you, you are going to call this girl and tell her how you feel. Long story short, I lost maybe on purpose. I'm not sure. I tell him it was on purpose. He actually beat me. And from there, I actually uh, called my wife, told her I, I, I liked her and all that good stuff and honey boo boo and everything else like that. And then, it, and then now we're here. But the reason I share that is because Wimbledon's happening right now. And there's a guy named Roger Federer. Roger Federer has been playing tennis for decades and he is arguably one of the greatest tennis players of all time. And he's up against Djokovic. Anyone know that? Djokovic. He's a younger guy. He kind of came on the scene after Federer and Nadal. They, they, they kind of paved the way. Then Djokovic comes up. He's this younger guy. And there was a reporter talking to him and said, hey, Federer, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of on top. I don't think you're going to be getting any better at this point. You're kind of old. Um, and, and why don't you just go ahead and, and retire? You know, Djokovic has beat you the past couple times. He's probably going to beat you again. And he just looked at him and said, listen, I may go down but I'm going to go down what? I'm going to go down swinging, okay? So today, we're going to have a little call and response here. If you guys can do that with me, just for today, I am the student pastor here, so things are going to be a little weird, a little different. So today, anytime I say, I'm going to go down, you guys are going to say, I'm going to go down swinging, right? So let's practice real quick. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. Well, I also have the amazing opportunity of working with the middle school and high schoolers here at, the, at our Oak Ridge location. It's amazing. I'm over at the high school, the middle school all the time. I get to work with groups. I've been a elementary teacher, second, third, fourth, and fifth grade. What's wrong with me? That's why I left that to take this job right here. No, in fact, I actually do love teaching, but I've worked with, with so many people from so many different stages of life. 
And what I've learned, because I don't know everything, I can assure you that I do not know, but what I have learned is that we are all, all of us, we are in a fight right now. Whether you realize it, we are in a fight. It doesn't matter what stage of life. It doesn't matter if you want to admit it or not, if you realize it or not, if you like fighting or not, if you're a good fighter or not. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is that we are in a fight. Every time I go over to the high school, middle school, and I sit in guidance counselor's office, and I hear these stories from these students who are crying out for attention, and they're doing, they're doing crazy stuff just for a little bit of attention. I'm reminded that we are in a fight. Every time I look at statistics for divorce, I realize that we're in a fight. And every time I look at my four kids and I see this world that they're going to be in, I realize that we, we are in a fight. And this fight, the fight that we are in, the fight that we're fighting, it has eternal, eternal consequences forever. The thing that we're doing, the fight that we're fighting is the most important fight that anybody could fight. And today, if you don't leave with anything else, I want you to be aware that we're all in a fight. And if I go down, I'm going to go down swinging. Let's pray real quick. Jesus, thank you so much for allowing me to come here and speak your words. God, speak through me. Speak to us and help us to walk out of here different people. Changed because of you and how amazing you are. We love you. Your name we pray. Amen. All right. So listen, Avengers Infinity War. Who's seen this movie? Raise of hands. All right. A few people have. I realize this movie falls into the whole sci-fi category. Some people are, are all about that. Some people are not. I never read comics. I waited for the movies to come out so I could like figure out what's going on. But I do like this. And when I grew up, the big thing was Star Trek. Do we have any Trekkies out here? Anybody that loves some Star Trek? Yes, we have a few people who are some Trekkies. I love Star Trek. So sci-fi is like my deal. So this movie is my deal. Now, my wife, on the other hand, it is not her deal. Anybody, this movie is just like, why is there a big purple guy? Why are there people wearing spandex? Is there any, anybody in here like that? I'm sure there's a few people like that. Like, what is this movie all about? But I want to help you and help my wife know that this movie may relate to you more than what you may, may think. We're going to pop a, a picture up real quick. So in order to, to, to relate to the Avengers, all you have to do, because this is how all their pictures are, all you have to do, everyone's going to do it with me, we're going to get our stoic look-away face. We're going to look up like this. We're going to cringe the brow just a little bit. So if you can do that face and you like wearing spandex, then you have more in common with the Avengers than you may think. And this movie's got everything. It's got talking animals. If that's your deal, it's in this movie. It's got some romance. If that's your deal, it's in this movie. And guys, like we said before, there's men in tights. And we know you love football, so you like watching guys in tights. So this movie's also for you. So this movie has something for everybody, for every single person. Now, but for real... If you've ever had to fight for something or for someone in your life, then this movie can relate to you. Because that's the whole premise of this movie. The history, the third installment of the Avengers, this movie revolves around the Avengers trying to fight this evil bad guy named Thanos. And Thanos' whole goal is to destroy half the population and also the Avengers and to basically take control. And he knows he can't do this by himself. And so he's trying to find these stones, these six 
infinity stones, and he knows that if he can find these stones, then he can have the power to do all this. And if you don't know Thanos, there he is. A purple old Barney. I mean, it's like, why do they make the bad guy purple? And by the way, if you think your double chin is bad, this guy's got like seven, so you're all good. Don't even worry about it anymore. But this right here is Thanos, and this guy is trying to defeat and destroy half the population. And it's the perfect time to do it. Because in the movie prior to this, it was called Avengers Civil War. And what happened in that movie is the Avengers started fighting each other. They started fighting themselves. And so Thanos knew this was the perfect time. This was the perfect time to strike because they were separated all over the world. And they weren't together. Soon the Avengers realized that he was a more formidable enemy than what they had once thought. And so they realized they had to come together in order to fight this common enemy. Check out this clip right here. So cool. My favorite thing about this is that the Guardians of the Galaxy, which are all those weird-looking folks, for those of you that don't know much about the Avengers, um, they go to save Thor, who is like the God-man. So, so here's Thor one more time. We have a picture of this guy right here, right? It's what all of us strive to be, this Thor. Uh, and then he, he is actually rescued in this clip before that. He's actually rescued by the Guardians of the Galaxy, who we'll see in this clip, which is a talking rabbit or raccoon, however you look at that, a green girl, uh, a, a big tree that talks and some other weird creatures. So these creatures are the ones that save, go out and, and, and they get Thor in order to get the Avengers back together and they start the course of, of trying to beat Thanos. And so it's all started with these little misfits right here. And so there were so many, so many ways I could go with this. You guys know what I'm saying? I could go so many, I could say, listen, you may think that you're not good enough to be used by God. Well, if a tree can, then you can. That was my first thought. And I'm like, you know what? Let's scratch that. Let's just say the talking raccoon. If you don't think you're good enough to be used by God, if a talking raccoon can, then you can. Now, but today, actually, I, what I want to focus on is the actual subtitle of this movie, which is Infinity War. Infinity actually means endless. So they're fighting an infinity war, an endless war, a war that will never end. And then the Avengers, they realize this. Because the whole point of being an avenger is to avenge people, is to save people who cannot save themselves. And Paul says it best for us. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In other words, not only are the avengers in an endless war, we are as well. And it's not against each other. It's against Satan and his evil forces. And a lot of us sitting in this room, including me, sometimes we forget that we are fighting a battle, a battle with eternal consequences. We are fighting a battle against an evil person. And just like Thanos, Satan will stop at nothing to destroy everything around us. The Avengers were distracted and sometimes we get distracted too. And when we get distracted, sometimes we forget that we're actually in a battle and that we're fighting a war. But if you guys don't think that there's an enemy out there trying to devour your families and your kids, just watch the news. Trying to devour your marriages, just watch the news. There's an enemy out there and he is real and we have to fight against him. Here's what I know about 
distraction is that distraction leads to destruction. Distraction leads to destruction. And, and my boy Austin, bless his heart, he, he is just, he lives out this phrase that distraction leads to destruction because every time we do anything, he just proves it time and time again. Um, we were at the beach this past week and we're staying in these condos and they have these big giant wooden poles, right, that are holding them up. I mean, they're huge. You can't miss these poles. And all of a sudden I hear, boom, thunk. I'm like, what happened? Oh, he just ran into the pole. He was looking, so he distracted. Bam, run. The craziest one, the craziest one was a few weeks ago, we rented out the uh, countryside theater over there. And we were watching Toy Story 4 for my daughter's birthdays. And he was there, and, and, and we're going outside to take a picture. And all I hear, I'm telling you guys, it was so, I can't even do it. It was just like, we're outside, and I hear, it was loud. I, was like, I can't do it. Boom. It was just the loudest noise you've ever heard. And my, and my, and my son had, had not realized that we had gone out the door. He was trying to go through the window of the actual theater, right? It's like, you know, floor to ceiling kind of thing. And he just, bam, and just falls and he's screaming. And I'm just trying not to laugh. I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid, he's, he's definitely my son. This is what I would do right here. But distraction leads to destruction, it can happen in our personal lives, in our relationships, in our families. If we get too distracted, we forget that we're fighting a battle and that we're fighting for each other and with each other and we're fighting for each other. The Avengers had gotten focused on the wrong enemy and when you focus on the wrong enemy, guess what? The real enemy can attack. I want you to hear that one more time. When you focus on the wrong enemy, the real enemy can attack. And Satan knows. He knows he has no power. He knows, just like we sang in those songs, that our God has already won. We are victorious. And so he uses every other tactic he can, and one is distraction. He wants to distract you and make you think that everything's good. Because it seems like it sometimes. But we have so many distractions. We have social media where we compare our families to that family and our kids to those kids and, and my relationship to that relationship and students. You're trying to get the most likes and the most followers and you got an Instagram, you got a Finsta, you got all these crazy things trying to keep up with your Snapchat. And all of this is a distraction from what's really going on around us, which is what Paul says. There, there is an enemy and he is attacking and if we don't come together and fight, we're never going to make it. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. I can tell you that right now. The Avengers had to realize that they had been distracted in order to fight this battle. And we have to realize the same thing. And like I said, I don't know much about fighting. But I know one thing. If you don't know you're in the fight, you're probably not going to win the fight. So today... I want you to realize that we are in a fight. And this fight is the most important fight we will ever fight. We have to admit distraction in order to declare war. So back in the day, one of my favorite games, because I was just bored and had no friends and nothing, um, is it was Thumb War. You guys remember Thumb War? So you would like take, I can't do it myself, it's kind of weird, but you would do this whole deal right here, right? And then you, and then like what would happen is you would get some little smart aleck who would come up and do it. He would just, I'm going to grab your thumb. You're like, no, you can't, you can't just grab the thumb. You got to do the whole deal before you just grab the thumb. Like you're that person, I will break your thumb. You know, like they don't do that. And so you'd always say what? One, two, three, four, I declare thumb war. 
And it's like you're trying to explain to that person that it's not a war unless we declare it like together to be a war. So like, let's do this and then we'll do a thumb war. Guys, that's so true. Isn't that so true? Sometimes in our life, we have to speak it in order to believe it, right? Sometimes we just have to say something in order to believe that it is truly happening. And today, the next point I want to make is it's not a war until you declare it. So I hope you know that we are in a battle. We are in a fight. We are fighting the most important war anybody could fight right now. But it's not a war until we declare it. Because when we declare, we can prepare. And the only way to win this battle here is to prepare. Guys, today we are fighting a war. And it's time for us to declare war. Check out this next clip. Can we just give it up for the ladies real quick? Seriously, that was... That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And it's so cool. I love, I love when uh, they get down there and, and she looks at uh, Black Widow, right? It's a Black Widow, I think, Black Widow, and says, hey, you're going to die alone. And then she says, she's not alone. So the enemy has several tactics he wants to use in order to help us feel like that we can't win this battle, even though we've already won. One is to distract us, and there's so many ways he can do that, and we have to realize that we are being distracted by some things that we think are being helpful or actually being hurtful, and they're distracting us, and the second way is through our pride. He wants us to think that, you know what, okay, yeah, there, there are some things going on in your family. There are some things going on in, in your marriage. There are some things that you need to fix in your personal life. There are some addictions that you have. That's okay. Just let me tell you something. You can fix all that by yourself. So, so, so don't worry about sharing it with anyone. Don't share your story. Don't share your hurts. Don't share your pain. Don't share your addictions. Because guess what? You're too good to do that. And if, if you were to talk about those to other people, like, do you know what they would say about you? Like, aren't these the lies that he, he whispers to us every single day of our lives? Yeah, I know you're struggling with that. And like Satan will help us realize what we're struggling with. But then he'll just whisper but you don't really want to tell anybody. You don't want to get it out there. Because if you did, I mean, what would they, what would they think? What would, your, what would your wife or what would your husband or what would your friends or what would your parents, what would they think if this got out? And so he distracts us again with pride. And he wants us to believe that we can do this alone, but guys, we were never meant to do any of this alone. I read this the other day. It was so awesome. You can fight alone, but you can't win alone. You can fight alone, but you cannot win alone. And a lot of us in here, maybe we're thinking about those battles that we need to declare war on right now that are happening in our kids, in our lives, in our, our family's lives, our marriage, whatever. And we're thinking, man, I've been trying to to. to beat this on my own and it's just getting worse. Have you guys ever, ever had that experience where, where, where you try to fix something you end up making it worse than it was before? That's what happens every time. And the enemy just wants to whisper, you're doing great, you're doing great. Keep going by yourself, keep going by yourself because he knows you're digging a deeper and deeper hole that you can't get out of. When God is whispering the whole time, you were never meant to do this alone. In 1 Peter 4, 7 through 10, 
says, everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. So take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in prayer. And most of all, most of all, stick together as if your life depended on it. Because your life and my life and this next generation's life, it depends on it. And guys, can I tell you a secret? We are better. We are stronger together. And I believe, I believe the way that we, all of us, all the churches, the way that we work together is going to shape how this next generation sees God. It's going to shape how powerful they think this God that we serve is. And so it's time to lay down the pride and to realize that in order to win this battle, it's got to be done together. Check out this clip. We don't trade lives. Captain, actually, I wish he would have said, hey, I got your back. You get it? Because you got the guy in the back. No. Okay. No. That's what, I've, that's what I wish you. But listen, that's true, right? If we do this thing together, if we fight this battle together, then guess what? You don't have to worry about trying to fight everything by yourself. You know, you got a whole crew of people, including the God of the universe, who's got your back in this. We got your back. We're not going to sit here and judge you and put you down and tell you all the horrible things. Blah, blah, blah. No, we're going to show you solutions and hope and love and how to get past whatever you're battling, whatever that may be in your life. We don't trade lives. This is so, this hit me so hard when I was watching. I was watching this clip and I'm like, we don't trade. I never heard that in the movie. Sometimes you have to watch movies several times to actually get the whole thing. This was something that I missed. We don't trade lives. In other words, your life is not more important than my life. My life's not more important than your life. The person beside you, no matter how they smell, no matter what they look like, no matter what you think about any person on the planet, their life is not less important or more important than your life. We're all in this together. And we don't trade lives. In other words, I'm not going to laugh at you and put you down and make me seem better. We got each other in this fight. We're all fighting the same battle. We're all fighting against the same person. And we got to have each other's back in this. We don't trade lives. John 16, says it like this. I've told you all this so that together, trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured. Together, you will be unshakable and assured. Deeply at peace in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart. I have conquered the world. I have conquered the world. I was back there listening, singing some of these songs, and I was thinking to myself, I'm singing these words, but do I really believe these words? And what hit me was, if I've never realized that I was fighting a battle, then I've never fought a battle, and I've never had to allow God to show off and to win that battle for me. If you don't realize you're in a battle right now, no wonder you think God is a small little person. You've never let him come out and show who he truly can be. If you think God is some small little dude that can be fit in a box and you come on Sunday and you, you check a box and everything's good and that's all it is to you, then you are sadly mistaken. This world will, will have things that happen to us that are terrible, but take heart because I've won. So we should rejoice in the battles because we know the God that's on our side. 
The enemy is gaining ground. He is. If you look at stats for suicide and just self-worth, and there's all kinds of stats. You can divorce. Everything's going up. The good thing is we know how it all ends. But the enemy's gaining ground. And I think it's because we are not fighting. We are comfortable. We are fine. We are in church. There's cool lights. There's awesome things happening in here. It's so great. But y'all, we have got to be aware that there is an enemy. And he is gaining ground. So today, we're going to do something kind of weird. I hope you're going to just kind of go with me with this, okay? We're going to be weird together. Okay, we are going to declare war today together. I'm going to do it first by reading how we, how we declared the Revolutionary War, which is one of the most important wars in our nation's history. This is, what, this is how we declared war. It says, the die is now cast. The colonies must, must either submit or triumph. We must not give any more ground. I want that to be our rally cry. That we are not going to give any more ground right here in Oak Ridge. In this Northwest community, we are going to come together and we ain't going to give up any more ground. Yes, things are going to happen. We're going to fight battles. We're going to face hardships. But we're going to do it together. And we're going to declare war on everything that's coming after our kids and our marriages and our lives. We're going to declare war right now. So I want y'all to all stand up real quick. Stand up, stand up. I know we're all kind of tired. We're getting ready to get out of here. I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you. If they're not awake, hit them in the back of the head. Tell them you missed a good one. I don't know, maybe not. Before we do this, the first thing we're going to say, if I go down, I'm going to go down swinging. What we're going to do together is we are going to declare war. I'm going to pray for all of us. And when we're done, I'm going to send you out of here. And I want you to be on fire. I want you to be ready to take up your arms, to pray for your kids, to pray for your spouse, to pray for yourself, to start getting in small groups and sharing these struggles that you're dealing with so people can help you and walk through you with these things. Because these battles are real and they have eternal consequences. Let's declare war together. Jesus, Thank you first that you've won, that you're victorious, that in the end we know how all this thing gets wrapped up. But in the meantime, I feel like you've called us to fight the battles. There's some men in here that need to step up in their family. They need to be a better husband and a better father to their kids. There's some students in here that need to step up and realize that they have a voice and they need to share their voice with people at school because it's got eternal consequences. There are some kids that are going to be at Camp Kids Summit this week. And they're going through stuff too. And God, I hope that, that, that you will somehow get in their little minds and help them realize that they have a voice and they can do something. But God, right now we declare war on Satan. And together we're going to fight. And we're going to fight like we've never fought before. And if we go down, we're going to go down swinging. We ain't going to go down without a fight. And God, help us to have that kind of passion every single day we wake up. To armor up. To pray up. And to start fighting. Because every day is a battle. And there's not enough for us to lose one. We need to win every single one. Jesus, we thank you that you are the almighty commander-in-chief. And you've already gone before us, and you've defeated death, hell, the grave, and everything. And Satan ain't got no power. We just got to realize we're in a fight, and we got to step up and own it. God, help us to declare war on those things we need to declare war on. your name we pray. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Awesome. All right, we're done. We're out of here. You guys are dismissed. Have a great week next week.